Yo, 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 what's good? This is Chairman House of Barf. How's everybody doing? Hope you're good. Hope you just hopped into a brand new whip. Hope you just got a brand new crib. Hope you got a brand new friend. You know, I hope I hope you're going on vacation. I hope everything is good. I hope everything, uh, scratch that. I hope everything is great. I hope you're doing fantastic. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by my house, kick it with me. Appreciate it. Um... I will admit this morning has been absolutely insane so far. I, I don't know what the fuck is going. Well, as I said, I'm in a spiritual warfare. Uh, it's it's approximately eight thirty one a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I've been on the phone, uh, literally getting just chewed out since probably about seven thirty. Literally, just as soon as picked up the phone, just getting cussed out, just called all types of names for probably about an hour. And I messed up. I messed up. I, I went low. I went low. The whole time I was just sitting there chilling. Literally put the phone down on like speaker. Just like, man, just uh, just go ahead and let them get it out. And then I, I went low. And that and uh, then they, they got mad and really got hurt. And that's not what I'm trying to do. But um, that's why I also, today I'm going to try to do better. I was listening to Mama Mentality on YouTube Shorts. And I've had several people tell me about this, about failures, that I heard Mama Mentality talk about how um, he never thought about failures. Uh, there were several times when uh, he may have missed a game-winning shot or something, and people would walk up to him and give him a hug or a high-five or whatnot and say, uh, good good job, champ. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about it. You're going, and you're going to get it next time. And in his head, he like, what the fuck are they talking about? You know, he it didn't resonate with him. He's like, yo, I missed a shot. All right, I'm like, you know, what I'm saying that that's it. I'm I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna practice, and I'm gonna be better next time. So failure was never on. It felt, and I've realized when I get to a point where to that point, I do get to that point, but it's kind of a trigger. It's like. Let's say I was playing a game of basketball. I love basketball. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm good, but I mean, I'm decent. You know what I'm saying? But um, there's a trigger. Uh, like the like I say, when you're first starting off the game, you know what I'm saying? You're trying to get a feel of the other players. Who's the Magic Johnson? You know, the assist king. Who's the shooter? Who's the bruiser? You know what I'm saying? You're trying to figure out who everybody's role. Who's just dumb fast? Uh, um, you know what I'm saying? Just crazy shit. Um, and then there's a point where you're like, okay, these, these guys are, are women, whatever, think that they're going to win this game. And then there's this trigger that goes off in my head. That's like, there's no, there's nothing that's going to stop me from winning this game. You know what I'm saying? And when that trigger sets off, failure is not an option. I don't care how many shots I miss. Failure is still not an option and we're going to win this game. And so I got to get to that point. Um, Cause yesterday I didn't hit that point yesterday. Uh, you know, uh, did a little trading. I can't remember what trade it was. Was it LPL or something? Um, it may not have been LPL, maybe in TSM, a Taiwan semiconductor, um, made, uh, you know, I, I didn't make it, you know, again, these all just simulated trades. Um, um, probably did like a half a percent and Kind of chilled out for the rest of the day. Here, give me just one second. I wish I could let y'all hear some of these phone calls so that you could um, 
but I think that's illegal to record somebody when they're um here, let me see if I can do this real quick. Hey sweetheart, I wanna just let you know that you're being uh, I, 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 I wanna let you know that I'm recording this phone call. I, I want to let you know that this is being recorded. The air conditioning unit, the air conditioning unit people are coming. I, okay, I'm okay. I'm recording. I'm letting you know that I'm recording this. People, air conditioning unit people are probably coming either tomorrow or Monday. Got it? They're coming to fix the unit. That's all I care to tell you. Okay, Bye. and I'm sorry for being mean. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you were able to hear that, but uh, that's that's pretty much how I get talked to now these days, over and over and over and over. <laughs> you know, it doesn't stop. It's not even going to stop there. It's not going to stop there. It's, you know, what I'm saying, uh, it's going to keep going on and keep going on. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so I got to get to the mama mentality. There's not, there's no such thing as failure in this market real quick because I'm focused on the market right now. So let me go ahead, get my stuff pulled up, get ready to log in. And um, we're going to take a look at this. Thank you so much to uh, anybody, everybody who decided to stop by. Kick it with your man, Chan Man. I appreciate it. This is Chan Man, House of Barf. Yo, yo, yo. All right. Chan Man, House of Barf. All right. Let's go ahead and do a little bit of analysis. We got... Uh, how much time we got? Uh, we got about, what's that? A little less than an hour and a half. No. Uh, about 45 minutes. Something like that. It's, it's approximately 8.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you know, the market's open up about, uh, you know, I got to watch the words I use. So I always use words like typically and whatnot. But around 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, typically the market's open at that time. Um, so, yeah. Uh, was analyzing Foot Locker yesterday and kind of did a botch job. Um, and uh, a few days ago, uh, purchased a um a long put. Uh, again, just simulated trades. Okay. Um. Uh, purchased a long put. Um. And. Uh, currently, right now, it's down approximately about six uh, percent, which is not where I want to be. Um, but just going to go ahead and kind of let that ride because the long put it's two hundred days. You know, I still got two hundred days till expiration, uh, where I either have to uh, I could do a rolling order where essentially I could roll it out for another week or whatnot. Um, uh, I could essentially uh, sell or, you know, short the underlying instrument, which would be the stock, the Foot Locker stock. Um, but I have about 200 days, uh, 204 days to be exact. So there's really no rush right now. I understand that right now Foot Locker is going up and it makes perfect sense. I mean, it was seriously hitting some low lows. Um, also, I did get the underlying. Uh, I did uh purchased the underlying stock and uh I went ahead and uh sold it uh let me see that transaction um all right foot locker uh let me see so bought it around um 
uh, let's say like 25, 70, 75, 76, if I'm correct. And then uh, sold around 25.90. So that was about 14 cents per share. Um, so yeah, uh, and it looks like Foot Locker is going to have a positive day uh, today so far. Uh, look, it's it's up approximately about 0.4% in the pre-market. Uh, again, the market's not open yet. Um, but again, we know how that all goes, right? So uh, one thing that's huge with Foot Locker right now, as everyone I think we've discussed, is that um, um, they, they got a new CEO. Uh, so I think everybody's really excited about that. I was looking at Ultra Beauty, and Ultra Beauty, uh, for the most part, looked like a pretty solid company. I didn't, I didn't really know too much about Ultra Beauty. I do know that I would stop by. Um, there's one not too far from me uh, it's in a city called Annapolis. I'm sure you're familiar. Uh, it's in Annapolis, and um, it's at this uh, shopping center called the Harbor Center. Uh, and I would stop by there sometimes if, if, you know, just, uh, you know, if I had to pick up some makeup or whatnot, not, not for myself. Um, uh, and I'm not against, you know, anything, but I wasn't picking it up for myself if I had to pick it up for my spouse or, you know, a family member or something. Um, so I, other than that, I really didn't know too much about them. Um, there's a couple of things I do want to go over before we start analyzing. I do have some ticker symbols that I would like to review. Uh, again, just for some day trades. Uh, see if we can make some extra chicken. Uh, so what I'm going to go ahead and do is take a quick break. And we're just going to look up uh, just some rules. You know what I'm saying? Some regulation shit uh, before the market's open. So again, I want to thank anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and kick it with your man, Chan Man. I appreciate it. This is Chan Man. This is House of Barf. Yo, yo, yo. It's good. This is Chan Man House of Barf. So... When it comes to investing and whatnot, um, I don't want barf. I told you, I'm thinking about creating a whole new separate, um, you know, conversation podcast. Uh, and I'm thinking about calling it uh, bum rushed um, or bum rush. Um, essentially, when the market opens, I promise, uh, since I've gotten back to trading, it seems like there's not enough time in a day. It, even when I was at work, it never seemed like there was enough time in a day. So um, another uh, nickname of mine is a little bit, not like everybody calls me, is, is bum. Uh, seriously, I probably got called a bum 15 times just this morning. And, um, um, and then also, uh, the market is a rush. So, and, uh, another thing is I've had a couple buddies who really got bum rushed, like in real life and that shit fucked them up. I mean, just, it's, it's literally a, a homeless person who, uh, and I don't want to call them bums because I don't know if that's, you know, if that's rude or whatnot. But um homeless person uh, attacked. Uh, they haven't, one of them was an associate. They weren't really my buddy. Uh, but uh, through a buddy of mine, they were like, oh, my gosh, this homeless person just, um, this was the crazy part. They lived in, like, a, a gated apartment complex. And I guess the homeless person got past the gate and just started, like, ambushing people and uh one person suffered a concussion uh and other people were seriously injured as well um just going around punching people or whatnot then i had another buddy this buddy was a close buddy of mine's who uh was outside and uh 
a bum uh rushed him uh cracked his uh his um his eye socket or whatever uh I, I know the term but I can't think of it right now shit was split shit I, I i'm not even sh- I, i'm not even sure if the i don't think it cracked the bone but i think it may have f- fractured it or something whole shit split and i asked my buddy kind of what happened and uh i think he said it was over a cigarette uh the bum asked for a cigarette and my buddy gave him a cigarette and um then he said the bum came back and this is one kind of thing is this just one reason why you never give a straight cat milk because i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding but um but then the bum came back and was like hey can i get one more cigarette my buddy was like hey man come on and this and when he supposedly said hey man come on um the bum just socked him i'm not sure if it was once or twice or any times my buddy was like yo he was he was out he was out for the count you know what i'm saying and then um i went to go visit him at the doctor's office um I'm not sure if y'all can hear that, but uh, some people are cutting the grass. Uh, and I went to visit him at the doctor's office, and, and that's when I saw how split his shit was. And I, and I felt bad, man. I was like, damn. So that's so I'm thinking about creating another platform, not a platform, a podcast. Uh, just just going to be considered just stock market trades. Just that's where we're going to be able to just go to the stock market and not have to worry about rules and breaking down terminology and none of that. Uh, but barf, I think I just want to go ahead and keep it where we break down rules and terminologies uh, so that people can fully understand simple things. Like if sometimes even if I can just understand a term, like why do we use that term to describe something? It can open my my brain to new ideas. Just under There's so many times that I'll just use a term just over and over and over and not even really know, you know, why we're using that term. Um what made us pick that term? And as soon as somebody's like, yeah, you know, um, they call it, you know, back in the day, they called it paper trading because um, people used to actually literally uh, get the newspaper and they would write down their trade. And uh, a week later, when the paper came out again, they would see how they would have did if they would have bought uh, or whatever they would have did. And I'm like, oh, that's why it's called paper trading. And, and from there, my brain just takes off uh but um for moments of times when i'm just kind of like stumbling and stuttering through the situation i just kind of know what i'm doing that's why i always talk about gamification that's what why you know we really got to work on getting people educated on this so that they don't just pervert the market and then so that they don't just gamify um um the market uh, when you're making money, it's great. You become a multimillionaire. It's fantastic. I mean, shit, I wish I could become a multimillionaire, um, overnight or what, whatnot through trading. Uh, cause sometimes what, what I say analysis can give you paralysis. Um, so, um, uh, it's just important to me to, you know, for anybody who's out there, who's thinking about becoming a trader or wants to start trading, uh, that, you know, we, they have a, a place to go to, to just sit down and not seem so obsessed over the market. And I feel bad because all the time I'm always talking about my personal shit going on. It's like, dude, I came here for business accounting, regulation and finance. And we're sitting here talking about how 
you're going through a bunch of shit. So I do apologize about all that. And we'll work better to try to stay on topic. One reason why I kind of do that is because I also want to give, um, uh, what is it when you give uh, uh, like an inhumane, uh, is it personification uh, where you give it life? Um, you know, I'm doing this podcast, you know what I'm saying? I'm having these conversations, whatever. I mean, it's not really a conversation because nobody's talking back. But it's why in the world you, you know, um, I'm coming up uh, on, you know, 220 spins total. Um, and uh, for those people who spent 60 seconds uh, listening to Barf, uh, why, why Chan Man? You know, why him? Why am I going to take time out of these one million podcasts that are out there and spend it with Chan Man? You know what I'm saying? Uh, why do these advertisers want to pick Chan Man? Why? Why should we choose him? You know, so uh, I, I could easily just be another scam artist, con artist out there who is just saying, hey, listen to me, listen to me. Then I'm going to start getting advertisements. Then I possibly might start having seminars and hotel rooms. And, um, you know, it's going to be like, oh, just another scam artist, you know. So I do try to offer a little bit of personification showing that uh, I am a human being. I, I have normal issues, normal problems going on. I probably talk about them too much, if if anything. Uh, but just a normal person out here. Um, I, I don't have everything together. I'm not a financial guru. Um, but we're just going to have fun with this. And, we're, you know, if you got if you got you a smoke, you know, have you some smoke. If you got you a drink, have you a drink. And let's just sit back and kick back and talk about this market. So um, what I want to go ahead and do is I'm going to pick a rule. I think I'm looking at this wash rule right now. Uh, I think I'm going to cover that just briefly right before the market opens because uh, I do want to get some analysis done and then get ready to hop into this market. So what I'm going to go ahead and do is uh, take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and kick it with your mans. I appreciate it. This is Chan Man. This is House of Barf. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? This is Chan Man House of Barf. I can also, you know, one thing I'm thinking about also is uh possibly you know i think it's such a bad idea you know but uh i can possibly work on trying to shorten the segments and also the episodes as well um i'm like you know what it's a podcast just leave it as is talk as long as you want people don't have to listen you know uh but i'm trying to figure this all out uh so we're just going to go over this real quick i'm on uh td ameritrade's website uh, um, and they have a lot of educational tools and everything that I like to use and try to review. Um, so that's just, uh, what I'm using right now. And I'm just going to go over the wash rule real quick. I'm not an expert on the wash rule. I understand it, but sometimes I, you know, I lose, uh, track of my mind sometimes, but it's only about four minutes long. So let's just go ahead and get into it real quick. We have some time before the market opens. wash sale can be one of the more confusing rules when it comes to reporting your capital gains. In a nutshell, here's the rule. If you sell a security at a loss and within 30 days before or after that sale buy the same, similar or related security, the loss is disallowed and cannot be claimed. These two actions, the sale and the purchase of the same or substantially similar security are called a wash sale. 
However, the wash sale rule doesn't prevent you from claiming the loss later. The loss is deferred until the repurchased shares are sold and no other wash sales are made. When reported, both the cost basis and the holding period are adjusted to account for the initial trade and each following wash sale. Like many tax concepts, this can be a little tricky to understand. To help illustrate this rule, let's look at three examples. Here's the first example. On Monday, an investor purchased a share of XYZ stock for $100. Tuesday, the stock fell to $90, and the investor sold it for a $10 loss. Then on Wednesday, he repurchased the stock at $92. No additional wash sales were made, and our investor sold the new shares a few months later. When he reports these transactions, both the cost basis and the holding period are adjusted. Here's how this works. The cost basis of the repurchased shares needs to include the disallowed loss. So the cost basis, $92, is increased by the amount lost in the wash sale, $10, for a total of $102. Additionally, the holding period is adjusted by adding the holding period of the original shares. With these adjustments, our investor is able to report the loss from the original trade. That's how the wash sale rule works when you buy and sell the same number of shares. For our second example, let's see how the wash sale rule applies when you buy more or fewer shares than you sell. Say this investor purchased 20 shares of XYZ stock at $100 per share. He sold all 20 shares at $90 for a loss of $10 per share. 15 days after the sale, he repurchased 10 shares of XYZ stock at $92 per share. How do you think the cost basis would be adjusted in this situation? When the trade is closed, the $10 loss per share is disallowed for the 10 new shares and is added to the cost basis. However, on the 10 shares that weren't repurchased, the investor could claim the $10 loss per share. Finally, to help illustrate the length of the wash sale window, let's look at an example where the loss was disallowed because a purchase was made before the wash sale. In this case, an investor purchased 10 shares of XYZ at $100, then purchased another 10 shares a month later at $110. A week after that, he sold the original 10 shares at $90. Once the trade is closed, how would he adjust this cost basis? Because he purchased 10 new shares of XYZ within the wash sale window, which includes 30 days prior to the sale, the day of the sale, and the 30 days following, he would not be able to claim the loss. Instead, the cost basis of the new shares would be adjusted to $120, and the holding period would be adjusted as well. These are just three examples, but wash sales can be more complex, particularly when it comes to identifying what qualifies as a similar or related security. Ultimately, reporting wash sales and identifying what counts as similar securities is the taxpayer's responsibility. Brokers don't have the same reporting requirements. They are only required to report wash sales for an individual account and for investments that have the same QCIP number, such as identical bonds or stocks. Therefore, it's up to you to consider all other possible wash sales across all your investing activities. If you have any questions about wash sale reporting, it's a good idea to talk to your tax advisor. And remember, it's up to you to report wash sales correctly. All right. Um... I'm a little blown because I was not paying attention. Gosh darn it. Uh, so I'm probably going to have to get ready rewatch that. But, um, now nah, it was, man, I had multiple people uh, calling, reaching out right when I was sitting there trying to watch the video. Um, 
But essentially, um, kind of got the concept. Uh, essentially, so if I had to guess, and, and I'll practice it with my paper trading. Um, essentially, sometimes people want to, I guess, essentially wash their losses away. So you purchase the stock and you're going down and you're going down and you say to yourself, wait a minute, you know what I can do? I can go ahead and claim these losses because honestly, sometimes claiming losses and talk to your tax advisor. Again, I'm not giving advice. Claiming losses is actually a strategy. Um, I've never really practiced it because I don't make that much money. But if you get to a situation where you're like, hey, look, man, I've I made one hundred thousand dollars from a real estate uh, thing. I made I made another hundred thousand dollars in the market and I still was working my full time job. And it's like, okay, so what should I do to get my income? Because some people want to get their income lower, you know, because, you know, the IRS, they have their formulas on how to determine how much you're going to get taxed. Uh, So you may come into a $19,000 tax burden and you're just like, what the, you know, hell, what, you know what I'm saying, whatnot. So some people actually do try to figure out a strategy to lower their income. There's different strategies. Don't quote me. Uh, touched on it a little bit. Qualified charitable donations. Uh, I think you can even gift up to like maybe like 10K to somebody. Don't quote me. Talk to your tax advisor. Um, uh, but another strategy is taking losses. Uh, and, you know, if you got the stock market and you got some losses, you may want to go ahead and just take those losses. And that may help lower lower the amount of gains that you may have made in the market earlier. Um, so don't, you know, take my word for it. So, um, you know, somebody may just be taking losses, um, uh, and claiming them, uh, for some reason, uh, you know, I have to figure this all out, but so, uh, they purchased the stock It's going down. See, one thing that I could think about if I was to use the wash rule, what I would do is I see a stock going down. I say, Hey, let me just go ahead and sell it. And I would purchase the same stock right back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I get it at a lower cost basis. Because I'm like, oh, man, you know, I see the stock. It's $100. I'm like, oh, I want to get into this stock. You know, I'm just I'm just so excited. This happens to me. It happens to a lot of people as well. You know, once you start investing and look in the market, you all of a sudden, you're, you get your, you know, trigger happy. Your finger just can't stop clicking. It's like, I got to buy, I got to buy, I got to sell, got to sell, got to buy, got to sell. So you get excited, you see the stock at $100, and you're like, oh, you know what? Let me just go ahead and get it right now. Boom. And you purchase it. Next thing you know, that thing is skyrocketing down. Or not skyrocketing. It's it's in a race to the bottom. And you say, you know what I can do? I can get a lower cost basis. You know what I'm saying? Because cost basis is huge to me. You know, that's what's really important to me is that cost basis. That That makes me so satisfied. When I got a great cost basis. Now, if a stock drops below the cost basis that I have, um, and again, cost basis is uh, is on the buy and the sell. Uh, but you know, the cost basis is essentially that price. Uh, let me see if there's. Let me see. I know we're already going over the wash roll. Let me see if I can. Um, let's see if there's a video on cost basis real quick. Um. Uh, I'm trying to see if I, cause there are some cost basis things, but they don't have videos. Um, let me see. In this demo, we'll show you how to use the cost. Okay. That's, yeah, that's just how to 
use the college basis tool. Um, yeah, uh, college basis is essentially um, the the price that you purchase the stock at, the average price. Because also, if you purchase a hundred shares on a hundred different days, you're not going to obviously get that all at the same exact price, unless you put in like a limit order or something. Uh, you're going to get different uh, purchase prices. So if you see the co your cost basis and it has a price, uh, now you can go in sometimes on different websites or whatnot, uh, depending on your broker dealer, and you can click on that and they'll actually show you all 100 shares and what price you got every 100 shares at. And you'll see uh, you got this one at 96.75, you got this one at 99.99, you got this one at 101, uh, and you see all that. And then on average, you know, it'll show you your cost basis of all those purchases. Um, I was I'm trying to look for the technical definition. Uh, let me see. Uh, give me just one second. Okay, just a real basic definition that I found real quick. Cost basis, the price paid for an asset, including any commissions or fees used to calculate capital gains or losses when the assets are sold, is sold. Um, so, um, yeah, so somebody could go in there and, and, and say, you know what, and, and there's really, I mean, I mean, it just come, kind of also comes down to the amount of money you have because if if the price drops below your cost basis, you know, uh, you know, I heard Warren Buffett talk about this before, and I've always kind of thought about, I've always kind of thought about the market like this. I love seeing shit in red, you know, it, you know, I, and, and Warren Buffett said it so right. I, I I've always thought about the market like this, um, where I kind of got the idea was for a period of time in my life, I worked at uh, Nordstrom's Nordstrom Rack. I worked at Nordstrom Rack, and then I worked at Nordstrom for a little bit. Um, and there was always, like, these red tag days or whatever, you know, where we would hang up, you know, red signs and tell everybody, hey, if there's a red sign over this, this, uh, I don't even remember what we call it, but this circle of clothes or whatever, then that, that, that thing of clothes is 50% off. Nordstrom's has these amazing sales probably like once a year, twice a year. I think they have them in June and then they have them again probably like six months later, like in July, I mean, uh, December or something. Um, and I, that's kind of what made me start thinking about, wow, this is kind of like the stock market for me. You know what I'm saying? When I ha when there's a red day in the market, I get excited. You know what I'm saying? And and what that is, when I the way I see it, if I've done my evaluations and I've done my due diligence a red day is a wonderful day if you're long. Now, a red day if you're short is even better. Gosh darn, people who made money during COVID. Goodness gracious. Man, I wasn't paying attention. I was working. I was working. And I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm setting. I'm forgetting. I'm going long and strong. You know, I wasn't even thinking, man. I was, I was, I was distracted with work and then got fired anyways but fuck all that shit that shit just annoys me um i would have i wish i would have just been trading i wish i would have got started two three years ago during covid i would have been shorting everything but you do have to be social socially responsible if you're capitalizing off of the deaths of millions of people does that really make you feel good about yourself so you know you want to be socially responsible when you invest um 
so yeah um there's nothing wrong with the price of the stock drops below your cost basis unless you didn't do your research and you were just doing some speculative trades however let's just say for example you want to go ahead and say that i'm going to go ahead. the way i could see myself doing it is saying i want to get a lower cost basis now it couldn't have dropped down to like 90 you know let's say the stock was 100 and dropped down to 90 i mean unless i'm just a stickler but what I mean is, if it dropped down to, let's say, like 50, now I'm thinking like, shit, I could just go ahead and purchase more shares. But what is that going to do? That's going to bring your cost basis down to 90, you know, 70, unless you have buku money and you can just double down or something. But not everybody has that. But what I can do is I can sell my shares, take that loss, that 50% loss or whatever, Buy it back at 50 and I just went ahead. I've I've kind of washed those losses and now I can buy it back at 50. I would be purchasing probably half the amount of shares, but I got a lower cost basis now. And then that 50 can be a double bagger, triple bagger. Who knows? That's what I would kind of be thinking about. But I don't know if that's the way other people think about using the wash rule. Uh, they obviously have different strategies. I guess people use people got so many strategies and we, we, we uh, got to start going over some of these strategies in order for us to start becoming because uh, I listen to some of these people on the TD Ameritrade network. Let me let me see. Right. I'm just going to pull them up real quick. And uh, we got about eight minutes before the market uh, gets started. Let's go ahead and I'm just going to let y'all listen to some of these people. These people are truly amazing. themselves new home inventories you know look on the high side you have about seven months worth of sales but the, you know the really weird thing about 2023 is it, it comes off the back of a very little home building for the last 15 years and so there's there's about a million homes in the existing home market for sale it's- they're talking about home sales right now uh let me see this graph uh the home sales are going back up it looks like to buy the homes which are available so you know that leads to a, a tight housing market at lower than normal demand this is this is something really quite different hmm. the solution to dodging recessionary cycles uh lie in the hands of the home builders uh, michael is it just about how they turn the spigot on and off i mean is that part of the reason why we're able to stay so strong is they uh, didn't put enough uh, on the market when there was demand for it, and they kind of just tweak that uh, knob? I mean, as far as the builders are concerned, as I say, it's, it, it was 15 years of, of underbuilding. I mean, they, <laughs> they, they really learned their lesson in 08. And, and, and... Okay, yeah, they're talking about house. Th- that, too, that stuff is very important, uh, especially to me right now. I'm looking at this, and I'm like, shit, people, stop buying homes because I'm about to possibly be in the market for a home. Stop buying them. I want these interest rates to drop back down, and I got to get my situation right, get my job right, or whatever. Or maybe uh, some amazing person that's listening to Barf will come through and try to help me, you know. Uh, but no, no, we're gonna leave faith. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna be, we're gonna have faith, and we're gonna uh, leave everything in the hands of God. I know God is looking out for me. Uh, God has a plan for me, so we're just taking our time. Um, but um. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Uh, Got to definitely develop some strategies and go over these strategies. That's going to be something that um, I'm going to go over uh, very soon. Uh, probably going to start off with option strategies. And then uh, eventually we're going to get into uh, different even strategies. Uh, underlying instrument different stock strategies that people use and then also eventually i do want to get ready to hop in for it foreign exchange uh the you know the currency markets and whatnot and then um also do want to start working on futures and whatnot trying to learn future contracts and whatnot uh because i don't know shit about that either uh so yeah we're gonna go ahead get ready i'm probably gonna go ahead and cut this off uh and we're gonna get in get ready to get into bum rush uh, it's approximately 9.25 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, yeah, thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and kick it with your mans. I appreciate it. This is Chan Man. This is House of Barf.